is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Maxwell Kozmalski. Joined with me is my co-host, Nolan Claypeck. What's going Class on? Class in session. Welcome to the New School Project. How the heck are you? And what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking some uh, Hollerhead whiskey. Shouts out to Dana White and Steve Will Do It. You guys are killing the game. We're here with the boys right now about to rip a pod. Cheers. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being an inspiration. Delicious. It's actually a lot better than I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. Should we just rip right into it? Yeah, let's do it. You don't want to fill up? Hell not. What's going on, everybody? How's uh, everyone doing today? Today is sometime in February at this point. Potentially the last day of February. Was this trial four on this this ep? Trial four. Should we tell them all the roadblocks we hit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first roadblock. All right, roadblock number one, we were about 120 seconds away from recording, and I got a phone call. There was a family emergency, but everything is all right. Nothing to worry about there, and, you know, we had to put it off for another couple days, and then what happened next? Uh, freaking my, my computer died, and, uh, oh, yeah. and then the, all that Russia shit was happening, so the computer dies, and we'll post this clip probably on the New School Story. But computer dies, and then next thing you know, Max slaps the table, and he's like, "EMP, EMP." <laughs> he might be exaggerating. Well, we Not will exaggerating sc- at all. All right. Well, we will see when when we post that clip. And then the third time, <clears throat> the third time uh, we got Tim cooked. Yeah. Basically, I don't know if you guys know who Tim Cook is, but. You know how many times I've been Tim cooked seven. He's the CEO of Apple. Yeah. He has been been for a while. I've been Tim cooked 10 times. You know, when you're doing something with an Apple product and you're trying to accomplish a project and then next thing you know, you need another Apple product to complete it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or an Apple software or you know what? A new cable. iCloud storage. An adapter. Yeah. For two, for two cables that they created. Upgrade your storage. (laughs) Or it's just problems that simply have no solution. Dude, what the hell was Max like yelling at us the other morning for? What what was he calling that? He's like, you guys got a three mil, uh, three millimeter. Yeah, we all just call it an adapter. Yeah. No, the nine millimeter. Yeah. yeah, Nine millimeter to a lightning cable adapter or whatever. We all just call them dongles. Dongles. Yeah. I had never heard of that. Isn't that what it's called? I've I've never heard that. I've never heard the term dongle. I thought it's called an Apple dongle. Negative. Anyways, um, if you guys, well, you guys obviously don't know, but uh, we have two guests with us. Uh, well, one's not necessarily a guest. He's our audio producer. He's really the whole fucking audio team. Audio master. Audio production team. He, he's doing everything. And then uh, we're also joined Cotter is his name. with one of our best friends, Austin Hernandez. What up? What's going on? We're glad to have you. Thanks for having us, man. You going through a tough week right now mentally or what's going through uh, your head right now, bro? <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not I'm not going through that tough of a time. Like when I first made the decision to move, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little tougher, mm-hmm. but like now I'm super content with everything. That's I'm awesome. at, I'm at peace with the decision. And what's the decision for the viewers just so they uh can Yeah, yeah, a little background up. so this makes sense. Uh My girlfriend lives in Arizona. I met her uh, May of 21, and I just recently made the decision to move out there. So today was actually my last day of work with the boys, and I'm headed out on Thursday morning. So I'm packing up all my shit, and we're driving there together. Okay. It's going to be one hell of an experience. You got any uh, 
You got any ideas of where you're going to stop? Because, I mean, it's a um, long... How many hours is that? Michigan to AZ? It's like 28 to 32. <laughs> on traffic, weather, you know? I'll do it in 27. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah, because you'll be listening to fucking Goose the whole time. I actually got pulled over <laughs> for speeding yesterday. Oh, no, two days ago. From listening to Goose? Actually, no, I was not listening to Goose. I was just in the middle of a good conversation, and, like, traffic was flowing fast. And I'm, I'm ripping it. And then I saw the cop, and I slowed down. I know that I slowed down before she hit me with the radar. She said I was going 84, and, well, I'm not admitting what speed I was going, but... That no admission of guilt. Not pursued. <laughs> so you got your car packed and shit, Hernan? Uh, I got like some shit in my trunk. Like I got like, I got like my snowboarding bag packed. Some miscellaneous things. You know, not everything though. Actually, I made the mistake of literally packing up every single thing, all of my clothes and everything. Get out of the shower the next morning and go to work, and I like. All my shit's packed up. So I, I have to, like, shuffle through everything and, like, grab my work clothes out of the bottom of this bin. Just ruined all the clothes that were perfectly folded, packed up all nice. Hey, th that backs up my argument that the best time to pack is literally the night before. My girlfriend always has a problem with that. My parents have a problem with that. Oh, pack your stuff. We're leaving in a week. I wait until the very last second to pack my stuff. Yeah. I normally do, too, but, like... Everybody knows packing works best when you're just in a blind panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That and I so always have you know shit. you won't forget anything. Exactly. <laughs> I, well, I, all right, so... I say this as someone who's forgotten multiple items on multiple vacations, so maybe don't do that. No, you can do it. I, I figured this out because I, I'm a procrastinator. I went over that on, I think, episode uh, two. Um, write down everything that you're going to take, and then the day before, pack that shit up, and then just ch cross off the list. And then... Here's a, another thing. I kept that list, so now every time I, I go on vacation, I just go <laughs> over that list, you know? Um, but, dude, yeah, I'm excited for you, Austin. You're going to freaking fly, dude. What were you saying, like, last month you were talking about how you feel like a phoenix? I was <laughs> like, that's hard, bro. Yeah, you yeah, got to explain I, that concept. I was saying that I feel like a phoenix. Well, the whole thing behind the phoenix is, like, you know, I mean, you you might know more than me. Rebirth through fire. Hey, yeah, hey Max, I mean, you want to I, I understand ice? like the death and then the rebirth of a more oh powerful bird creature, yeah. like the the phoenix. But like, I don't. Is there like some like mythological story behind it I or mean, something? I just know that a phoenix is. I don't know of a specific. A phoenix story. dies and is reborn in fire. Yeah, and I think that could definitely be applied to your situation. Yeah. I mean. A major change that's going to allow you to potentially rebirth yourself and have immense growth as a result of that change right <clears throat> yeah I'm excited I mean I'm nervous for a couple different reasons you know mm. I mean for the past fucking five six years I've just been working with my best friends you know yeah to try to make this shit happen hey we're still gonna work together. yeah no I was about to say like that's not gonna change uh you know, none of the dreams are fading away. None of the dreams are. I'm not losing any of the dreams, but um, yeah, it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be different, man. Going out there, finding a job, trying to you know build our own business out there. Uh, when, especially when I've already got this whole network set up out here. Right. I'm gonna be reestablishing everything out there. You know. So so what uh, what's something that you've came circle with that like if somebody's moving or somebody has like a, a big change ahead of them what's something that you could tell them to help them get through this process or something that you've understood about 
this whole feeling you've been having for what now two months when you made the decision i guess i guess what i would say is just focus on what's happening right now you know focus on what you can control just keep putting one foot in front of the other and it's really just as simple as that you know don't think about future circumstances that might come to be and don't think about past circumstances that once were because really both are equally as um irrelevant you know yep. so just that, that that's like my advice right that ties into something we were talking about on one of the previous attempts of this which is just uh be which willing attempt to I think it was the second one, but it, we were talking about EMP. being present and just a willingness to be in the moment. And I don't know, I feel like that's something I see people not really getting into these days, whether it's just because of social media or the fact that all of our attention spans are shorter. But I think that everyone would find a lot more fulfillment and joy in life if they just open themselves to being present and just being in the moment instead of worrying about the future or the past. Or just uh, immersing yourself into instant gratification that's <clears throat> readily ex readily accessible within our phones. Yeah, well, people are about to get a wake-up call as far as the instant gratification thing goes because there are some large world events going on right now that people are most definitely not going to get instant gratification with. I mean, like, it, for anyone who is wondering, I'm referencing the events in Ukraine, and obviously this is going to be something that's going to play out for a long time, and I think this is going to be kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people in our generation that are just so used to just having that instant resolution, and that's not going to happen here. Well, hey, there that leads to the one point. Uh, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. <clears throat> And it makes me think everyone's immersed into their phones and stuff. It It's almost like everyone's just immersed in this instant gratification. What's going to happen to the people that grew up with this? You know, to some people, this is their entire life. Oh, what's going on in this country? Oh, what what's on Snapchat? What's on Instagram? What's on Facebook? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to this generation of people growing up that are fully immersed into that and they're not living in the present? I think that it's a very dangerous thing and that people are going to adapt to this and it's not going to be good for humanity as a whole. Although, on the other end, I mean, I see an increased uh, understanding by parents that like they don't want their kids to be those tablet kids. And people are starting to kind of wake up and realize like, hey, we don't need to be just completely connected to these devices. And although there's a certain population that's completely and utterly addicted, there's just as large of a population, well, maybe not just as large, but there is a large portion of the population that's realized that social media is poison and mm. that they're better off just <laughs> leading fulfilling lives and focusing on their personal relationships in real life and being present in the moment instead of just being addicted to your phone, computer, or any other kind of social media slash internet technology. Not to say that the internet's not a beautiful thing, but when you... Anything that you can just become addicted to. Has the potential for abuse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now what's happening to everyone's critical thinking skills? You know, your brain is a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. And, you know, we have a, a glorious piece of device, a glorious device in our pockets that outsources all of our critical thinking for us. Yeah. And I don't have to work hard with my brain anymore. What's going to happen after 20 years of doing that? I don't think it's going to be good. And that's one thing that I've thought of a lot is people are like, oh, my gosh, my kid's so good with computers. and But they're not good with 
technology as a whole they're good with this ecosystem that apple has created to right. make it uh, their users able to use their software and devices with a minimal amount of brain activity right they, apple's whole thing is it's just super user friendly and it's super easy to use there's no critical thinking going on when you're just in that app ecosystem and right. there's, I mean, everyone's seen that toddler sitting there at a bus station or an airport or in a waiting room just glued to that iPad. And that's just terrifying to me because they're not critically thinking. And when their brain's not challenged, it won't grow. And I think that we are going to have a large population of people that just have not been trained to critically think. Well, and then that, later on in life, we'll probably end up having a bunch <clears throat> of people, seeing a bunch of people in our generation have like dementia and Alzheimer's and things. You yeah, know, just that, from not that's a very using, real risk. Yeah, like just from not using their brain for so long, like being trained to just like, you know, not having to think for yourself. You go on the internet, you see something controversial, you don't even have to make up your own mind. You can just look at the comments and you can just pick one that resonates with you most, you know? That's not an original yeah. thought. Mm -hmm. That's just something that, you know, might have been worded in a way that made you resonate with it. Or somebody assigned credibility to a certain public figurehead or whatever, and anything that they say is gold. Right. Anything goes. Oh, Joe Blow said that. I follow Joe Blow. Uh, he, he aligns with my views. And since Joe Blow said that, it's fact. Right. And that, that's a very real problem. Not everybody can get every piece of information, right? No. So <clears throat> where I saw this like stem from was basically – the past month, Hernan, you've had to critically think about every single thing that you're going to do. And, like, growing up, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't, like, principles necessarily taught to you in the seven hours a day that you went to a classroom and learned things that really helped you right now other than, like, maybe simple math and being able to write and things like that. Everything else, I mean, I've watched you, bro, and I've watched the cards that you were dealt in life. And I've watched you critically think your fucking way into the man you are today. And it's badass. Awesome. It inspires me that you're moving. It, it's really freaking cool. And, like, going on the iPad kid situation, uh, I wouldn't say that they're not critically thinking because what they're viewing, you know, um, could be different than what another kid is viewing. Um, and that what they're viewing could be coming from a company that actually has integrity and understands the responsibility they have to produce a, a children's app. Right. Um, well, it's case by case scenario. We're just yeah. we were just reiterating that the overwhelming reliance on technology will mm -hmm. lead us towards a easier path to minimize our critical thinking, so, which might <clears throat> dampen our ability it in will. the long run. It I'm, will. I'm not claiming that there are no it doesn't educational have to, though. That's where I, what I think. available that are actually encouraging and promoting critical thinking. What I'm saying is that the way that these devices are structured and the way that specifically Apple has created their device ecosystem, it really makes it so there's no reason to critically think. Because... Mm -hmm. On a Mac, you can't install an app that's going to give you a virus. It has to be an approved app from the Apple Store. I mean, like, they have their closed ecosystem, and they've done that, so you don't have to critically think, and you can just blindly accept what Apple says is okay. And, I mean, even with getting Tim cooked, you, I mean, you can just blindly accept that, <clears throat> yeah, 
Well, that you can you can shell out that cash and it's gonna work. It's gonna work, but you just gotta pay for it and you just gotta blindly follow what they are promoting and the products that they want you to buy. Mm. So Steve Jobs though he created the the closed system like. He he created that. That and, guy was so and, brilliant. And then it was manipulated. Well, the, the thing is, it, he did create it, and it was a great idea, but it's a great idea to just make money. It's not a great idea for the end user. I mean, shit. Like, uh, it, so, I think it's all about how you I mean, use it. Yeah, exactly. It literally just comes down yeah. to how you use it. You know? Exactly. And, like, a lot of people, like, you were saying that it removes, um, like, it's not necessary to critically think, right? Mm-hmm. And people just based off of like you know the things that we've seen throughout our lives people always take the route of least resistance yeah and that's what our brains engineered to do right and like when when there's this platform that everybody's using and there's no reason to critically think how many people are making the conscious decision to go and use that device and critically think on their own when they don't have to How long have we been friends? Long time, dude. Holy I mean, shit. us three have been friends for like 13 years since sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Jay, Jay and I, exactly six or seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah, six, Jay seven, came eight into the us. mix, ninth grade. Nine years for us. How, how did you, oh my God, we're getting tell old. Tell the story about, uh, you were like, all right, I got respect for Jay Cotter. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the fourth time I'm telling this story oh on this God. same exact microphone. But unauthentic, I unauthentic knew, content. I'm sorry, guys. I knew I had respect for Jay Cotter when this dude danced with like 40 some odd attractive women at our freshman homecoming, and like girls of all all ages, all creeds, all colors. Equal opportunity pimping. <laughs> and I'm all sure. Right. I'm sure after the first ten, they were just coming to you at that point. They're like, this kid has confidence. Other hey, girls are dancing with him. Jake got her single, ladies, <laughs> yeah. just so you know. <laughs> but, yeah, Jay and I – so Jay and I were wrestling partners, and a little bit of uh, background on uh, kind of bridging from Austin's story. Jay and I were both, like, 93 pounds coming into high school, like five foot nothing. So picture this, you know, this guy with some cute dimples, little bow tie, blue shirt, vest, just – dancing with chicks that are probably like five eight you know at the time you know how you, you know how girls like mature before men yeah and they're all like towering over us that, uh, us short kids that was the best part about the that. whole situation because well, you know it's, it's hilarious because i was also like i mean obviously I, I bet everyone that's listening to this podcast knows like when when you dance a lot of the time it's grinding and like the height difference when I was grinding with these you're grinding with the back of their knees <laughs> Crouched over, like bent at the knees, and then, like, oh my gosh! I mean, just trying to picture someone who's like barely five foot dancing with someone who's like eight or nine inches taller than him. I mean, uh, that was probably a sight to see. I wish I could see a video of that. Hey, we had. I, wish I took a video no, of it. We had some memorable times at those stupid high school dances. Shout out Lakeland High School. Yeah, we had fun with it. Yeah. We did, had fun with it. Some of us a bit too much trouble, fun. Did you get in trouble for having a little bit too much fun, Max? Yeah, they gave me an MIP when I was 17. <laughs> Shouldn't have been drinking on school property. Do right. not ever do that. Should have ran. They will catch you. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, they I should have ran. Me. But because I got in trouble, I think all those events led to me meeting the love of my life. So I wouldn't have changed a thing. Boom. 
Yeah, uh, drinking at uh, school dances isn't a part of our curriculum here at New School, but correct. We'll try to make things fun. Definitely don't drink at down that. your homecoming or your Winterfest or anything like that. Yeah, but if you're drinking Hollerhead whiskey, then you know, and you're above 21, then kick that shit back and go follow Steve. We'll do it. How oh you yeah. Do? Hey, How this stuff doing? is good, dude. I I like it. It's I mean, bad. banana flavored whiskey. That sounds. Oh, I, I thought it sounds bad. bad. Cheers, it's not bad. great. Winners win, baby. That's the thing. So I, I knew that this would be a decent bottle. So, Jay, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, we've heard that. Why, why do you say that? <laughs> I, I've actually heard that. Well, no, no, no. I think the, in Hitchhiker's Guide. I've heard 42. Dallas, it's 42. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. I, I got that far in that. 12 because it's completely random and not based in just anything. It's just kind of just absurd. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, they they did say that in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I didn't finish the entire book series. I think there's three books or something. I think I got, I don't know. The, Who wrote that? Uh, it starts with a D. I don't remember though. I think it's a Douglas. The Douglas, yeah, Douglas. Uh, I don't know. I looked at the book today because it's sitting on the shelf right next to my music. It is. Area, it is Douglas something. And, uh, I don't know. I, th I had my phone sitting right next to the book, coincidentally. I normally don't look at that book. Does that book have the meaning of life? Because Hernan and I are sitting here like... From a comedic science fiction <laughs> point, yes, it, it has the meaning of life. I've, Douglas also, heard, I've also heard uh, Blue was the meaning of life. Both 40, I doubt that, to both be honest. 42. Well, do you not doubt 42? <laughs> Ooh. Is there a reason it might be. Is there it a might. reason that's a football cadence? <laughs> Black eight, black eight, <laughs> blue forty-two, blue forty-two. I don't know both. <laughs> both both examples I learned from uh, Mr. Simons. We had him together oh. in seventh grade. He what? told us. What are you, what are you, what are you doing, Ben? I remember <laughs> yeah, he told yeah, Ben was in our class. He would tell people to shop their mouth. Yeah, shop your mouth. He. <laughs> in what class did this guy teach? Math. I, thought you I didn't have him. English. No. Like, you're saying shop your mouth. <laughs> he did tell all of us that the meaning of life was 42 did and or blue, though. He did not. No. He did not. A lot of shit. Dude, well, he, he it's, had a, it's up for debate. Einstein vibe. Like he, he, did. Wore, yeah. he wore the lab coat. Yeah. He had crazy fucking hair. And he was white, white hair. Yeah. Sticking up everywhere. People would be like, what's going on, Mr. Simons? He'd be like, what to do ya? <laughs> Remember how pissed he would get when people would call him Simmons? Simmons. Because it was spelled like Simmons, and he's like, it's Simons. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I think I cheated off you in that class the whole fucking time. You probably time. did, bro. You know I did. Yeah, you cheated you off have, me the whole, you don't have to the whole school career. Hey, I uh, I graduated with, I think, a 2.3. I put everything on wrestling, and I was nationally ranked. And then, boom, sorry, kneecap doesn't work anymore. And and then it was like, figure it out. So I hey, definitely copied off you, bro. You uh, might have had a 2.3, but, I it, mean, you were killing the game in our, like, speaking classes. Well, yeah. <sighs> My, we dude. we skated our way through it. I yeah. mean, we knew we weren't gonna. I mean, we weren't banking on the college education. We knew we wanted to do something big, but our 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 child asses just had no fucking idea what we wanted to do yet. Hey, we we still don't know exactly what we want to do. We got ideas, but I mean, that's gonna manifest over the coming decades yeah, for I everybody. Got, I got to my when we were talking about that uh, the children's uh, education app, you know. It'd be cool if somebody did that, like, with integrity, straight up. Because these iPad kids, they ain't going to stop. And when they're like, Mom, Mom, I just want, <laughs> give me the iPad time, you know? I, I just want people to learn more valuable things in school. I don't give a fuck about the Pythagorean theorem. 
I don't give a shit about calculus. Bro, they need to Liberal teach kids how to take care of themselves. Liberal arts didn't help me that much either. Dude, I'm tired. They need to teach kids how to take care of themselves, man. Yeah, like you, I want to know. Understand that liberal arts <clears throat> is literally just another word for critical thinking, and it's teaching people to think liberally and not just let their minds be trapped inside of a conservative idea. So you're saying that you don't like liberal arts being taught? I mean, yeah, it's I, literally talking about critical thinking. Uh, well, I mean, full disclosure, <laughs> I don't know what fucking liberal arts is. I know but... you just you heard the word liberal, and you're like, God damn it, those commie bastards. <laughs> yeah, that was. Exactly Exactly what well, I was thinking. We, we, there's no communi- there's no communism allowed in the new school yeah. project. So oh, I think everyone my, knows that no communism allowed. Communism. Absolutely no <laughs> communism allowed. Take your con- communism sticker yeah. off your phone. Take Jay. your communism and throw it away, Jay. All yeah, right. take off your I heart Karl Marx shirt, ladies. He's taking off the vest. Oh, this is this is the communism. I was <laughs> I was getting rid of the communism. <laughs> no, but uh, oh. so. Man, we've been friends for, I mean, everybody in this room has known each other for over a decade now, huh? Almost. Almost. Jay said nine years between he and I. Uh, freshman year, is that right? Yeah, has that been year. nine years, dude? Yep. Jesus Christ. Class. First time I met Max. Was, was it Loisel's class? What did you think of Max the first time you well, met the him? The first time I met Max, he goes, <laughs> shit, dude. I think I dropped my vape in my mom's car. <laughs> oh, was that our first time? I got in deep in, shit. Dude. I got in deep shit for leaving a disposable e-cig on my mom's car I'm when she dropped sure. me off or on their car seat. I was trying to like call you down, so I was like, dude, it's straight. She's not gonna find that. What was it? Was it? A, was it a soaring drop? No, it was some Joe Blow vape. Like, this I don't know. Back in, I mean, yeah, this 2013, was 2013, 2014. So, like, yeah, they didn't have Soren drops. Yeah, this was before, uh, even I think the highest nicotine before available Jules. was 2.4 percent or 24 milligrams. Yeah. That, that was before that they the invented tsunami the days. Jewel and all this, like, oh, that Te- shit's horrible. Teachers have no it's chance, hopelessly now. addicting. <laughs> they have no chance. Yeah, I, I can't believe we did that in the school. The technology is so crazy now. Yeah, but they probably got, like, vapor meters and shit in the you bathroom. So? Probably, dude. I don't know. Well, hey, they I mean, get, we, they probably got something. I mean, I, we shouldn't have been smoking that shit at that age. vaping while we were still in school, so it's not like it didn't happen. Yeah. I wasn't a big vaper in... in I, w- I dipped. I did something way nastier. I, hey, you asked me like for my jewel uh, probably a hundred yeah, times. Feel, I feel like you did it all. No, no, no. <laughs> nicotine, nicotine. You know, Give I it did, to me. Yeah, I, I smoked... I drank, did some nicotine for sure. Honestly, I, just, I don't remember. It. I remember spitting in a bottle, you know, and this when I'm in class, I was like spitting in a bottle uh, with gum and shit. And like, I remember just people looking at me like, dude, you're so nasty. <laughs> Wait, you had a dip in yeah. in class? No, no, no. Oh. Gum, gum. Because oh. I was trying to cut oh. weight, you know. Oh, so you didn't oh. even want to swallow your spit. No, because I, I needed that point eight off, dog. Wrestling is crazy, dude. Yeah, and people yeah. would be like, "Dude, that's so gross." And then I, I had such a like a young, a, like I don't know what the word is. Is it young adolescent mind? Uh, where an I'm like adolescent mind. An adolescent. I had such an ad. <laughs> I had such an adolescent mind that I was like, "Yeah, I'm spitting in this bottle." Uh, I'm gonna get my college paid for. Blah 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 blah. You know, like just a fucking asshole. Like, and then we were both out. I think we were all assholes at <laughs> one point. By the first semester, we were all out. Besides Jay, Jay went on. Congrats, Jay. Congrats, Good job. Jay. He and I were lived in a dorm together. Tiny ass little dorm. Couple of our other buddies, and I mean, that was a that was a riot. That was a fucking riot. That, well, that was definitely was so a six-month period for the books. That was... It was... I mean, it wasn't even six months. It was like four months. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. August to uh, the new year. 
I dropped out of D- Daniel Wong's in uh, December, statistics right? class to start what ended up being a failed business venture. And I don't totally regret a it. damn thing. Yeah. Hernan, totally Hernan was uh, so one of the craziest memories that I ever have is just selling all my shit. Like, I sold my car after my college roommate totaled it, and I my mom was like, "Let me see the car. I I want to see if it's totaled." I was like, "I'm sorry, mom. I already sold it. Sold that. <laughs> sold my guitar. Sold my computer. My tablet. Anything that had value, I sold. And then we we bought that apartment, dude." And we moved in Hernan and Caldi, our other buddy, who's also in Arizona right now. Um, he also moved there to be with his girlfriend. Yeah. That's a crazy story. About two weeks ago. Was in the air. We can, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen Love is Blind? That, like, I, nope. I, My I girlfriend talks about it. I heard your girlfriend talk about it, too. Dude, I got roped into My it. My girlfriend and probably talks about it, too. You got to quit. You got to like, quit before it's too late. I'm like, how is this happening, dude? It's so crazy. I swear to God, if but, you start watching The Bachelor, I'm going to flip out on you. Jay. Jay. <laughs> I do what I want. But regardless, um, Hernan. So Hernan and Caldi move up to uh, what we now refer to as um, the Hell House. Uh, they moved in at 2.30 a.m. Like, <laughs> we rolled the the trailer up at 2.30 a.m. Like and just started unpacking it. In the middle of winter. Like in the eight, inch, of winter. eight inches of snow on the ground. I wasn't there that day, but it was around that time when I decided, all right, I'm probably not going to finish college. And I wrapped up my classes, and I was in a few days later, right? That was a crazy day, the day that you dropped out. Yeah. It's wild. You were like you were like the last the last piece. Yeah. You know, it was super emotional. The some last. tears, was crazy. Some, some anxiety, a lot of fear, uh, you know, a lot of pressure from the family and whatnot. Criticism and... But hey, I mean, go big or go home. Dude, we got to be our true, authentic selves hey. and... There, you don't have to fall into society's uh, guidelines that they fucking want for you. We can no, do whatever the hell we want as that. long as it's not hurting anybody. Exactly. Yeah. We're living proof that you can start a business with uh, the people that you love and you can do the right thing and have integrity and still be with those same people, whether it's in the business venture or they're in your life. We're living proof of it. Hey, we're still so here after how many years? We've been doing years? it for a half a decade. Yeah, and people have been telling us that it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Since, wouldn't since work. the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know? And we literally just made it work. Hey, and we're closer even, than even ever if, now. Even if we hadn't, haven't had some huge six-figure win or anything, you know? Like, we're having fun yeah, with I, the people that we love, so. And we're going to figure our shit out. Hernan's yeah, always together. like, Hernan's always like, yeah, dude. Like one day, dude, these these kids are gonna call you Uncle Pecker, and it always freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Or I shouldn't what say kids? say Jesus, but they're they're, they're uh, my my hypothetical kids that don't exist yet. Ah, uh, yeah, my my hypothetical kids will also call him Uncle Pecker. I'm like Uncle what, Jonesy. When's, it, when, when's this nickname gonna die? Huh? No, it won't. Never. It won't. You literally wear a hat that says Pecker on it now, dude. It's not like you're not leaning into it. Yeah. I'm he embraces guys, it. Come on. <laughs> I'd say it's a fitting nickname. No, now. but uh, shit. So, how did you guys meet? Did you guys already d- talk about two or him and yeah, Max? No, no, you two. Biology class. Yeah, biology class. Mister, Mister. I don't remember our first interaction though. Was it? I remember. Was it Mr. Um, S? Mrs. Sturt. Oh no, I didn't have her. Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like like we might have been in like a group project together or some shit, maybe. I remember. You sat behind me for a time. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember. uh, Shit. 
don't don't remember you? what I was going to say. Yeah, I guess not. I guess I don't remember. <laughs> no yeah, happens. I, remember. I guess not. I, I what when uh, when you brought up what what was that teacher's name? Miss Sturt. 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 Do you guys remember when like it was a cool thing to say Stuart? Like. Oh, yeah, like, that, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, dude, that's Stuart. Stuart. Some yeah. of our stupid but, high school slang like, that went in and out for saying, six months. Yeah, I'll that, say that's not bad. I might bring it back. Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> okay, never mind. After hearing that, no. <laughs> what is it, an acronym for straight? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's yeah, it. I'm, yeah, no, I'm straight. I don't need that. No, I'm Stuart. I'm good. That's what our generation yeah. does. They got a professor. They're like, yeah, I have this this prof. <laughs> yeah. I, le- yeah. I learned about prof not too long ago, and yeah. I, I think Dawson said it. And yeah, I, he did, yeah, I, at work. Yeah, and I was like, is is that like some college slang or something? Yeah. And, hey, I dig it. You it's know, not new. It, it's it, not new? For the record, it is not new. Dude, All right, well, we, we made it a semester. My, I only had professors, not profs. No, I got you. You know, you know why I think we're all friends. I think we're all friends because where where people get sucked into trends and they get sucked into like different things like that. I feel like we're like authentic and we make the our own trends in our own minds where we're like, this is what we're saying now, or this is this is how we dress, or this is we just stick to ourselves, bro. And after all these years, it's not like we've ever changed for each other, even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mean, look around the room. We're literally just like. Different, 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 different. I mean, like... Like, yeah. astronomically different. I love it. Yeah, I love, I love it, too. It too man. Hey, sameness sounds boring as fuck. I got this... Sounds like communism. Yeah, like some shit from The Giver or... 1984 or something. I don't want everyone to be the same. That that's, that doesn't sound fun at all. I don't think anybody can ever be the same. celebrate our differences. Like, how... how, how that... That's, like, a, a big thing with us. Like, we get along, and we're obviously not the same... And we know that, but we we also operate in like parameters of respect in that in that difference. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. I think it's mutual respect for our differences and the different perspectives that we all bring to the table. It's really what makes it. We appreciate 100%. it. Hey, it, but at the same time, like that is required. Just mm-hmm. for life. I mean, if you can't respect other people's perspectives and just like really get into the fact that gaining a different perspective on a situation is always valuable, I mean, you're just going to be closed off. Yeah. You can and, learn something from anybody. Yeah. And yeah, you you can learn something from literally anybody. Rejecting that idea just ruins your own personal growth. You should just be open to learning every single day and you should give everyone a chance to widen your perspectives. Mm hmm. And, I agree with that. And also, the learning every day, that helps with the the brain stuff that we were talking about. Yeah. Critical thinking, that's exercising your brain. I believe that we should exercise our brain every day, just like somebody who wants to get nice and bulky and jacked. They exercise their muscles every day. Brain's far more important than your biceps, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I think we should be exercising that every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, oh, I lost my I lost my train of thought. Well, Shit. Back, back to what you were saying about the... Um, about how we have a mutual respect for all of our differences we also hold each other accountable for when we're in the wrong mm-hmm. yeah. you know and that's a very powerful thing yeah like and we don't get being able, hurt. yeah exactly we don't get offended i can look at yeah. you and you can look at me and if you know i'm being a fucking bitch right now you can tell me that and i won't get offended and i'll i'll rethink my actions and i'll be like you know what maybe i am being a bitch and on top yeah. of that if if you were to like if i were to hit you up and I'd be like, yo, can you come help me with this? And then you were like, yo, I kind of got to do this. Um, 
you know, I can't right now. I'm not going to be like any certain way about you not being able to do that because I understand the principle that if your glass isn't full and you're not taking care of the shit that you need to take care of, then we ain't going to pour drinks up together and do a little Drake and Josh. <laughs> like, like no fucking way. Dr. Fizz and yeah. what, what is it? Dr. Fizz and, and Orange. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's like their Mountain oh. Dew ripoff. Uh, that would be a you thing, Mr. Brand Man. I'm lost here. You know how Drake and Josh, they, they have, one of them has a half glass of Dr. Fizz, and then the other oh. one has a half glass of whatever, and they, and they mix them, and it's Oh like, my god, I remember that. Ever yeah. since then, I've wanted to try half Dr. Pepper, half Mountain Dew, and I just never have. Really? Oh, that sounds yeah. gross. Well, I don't drink any of that, though. Too much sugar. Yeah, sugar water is poison. Don't drink pop. <laughs> yeah, I literally, like... It, I mean, is is it poison? I mean, it, it's like it not good may at all. Well it's it no nutritional well value. That you know that drink pop on a regular basis. You know how? Yeah, uh, it's not so. good. And and sugar is not good for the brain either. No, it's not. You know how you got to be like, uh, this is not financial advice when you're saying like anything about like a stock. <laughs> this or is whatever. not nutritional yeah, advice. Yeah. No, this is nutritional <laughs> advice. Don't fucking drink pop. Like, I know someone who lost <laughs> like, hundred pounds after he quit drinking pop. And yeah. That was the first step that he took toward becoming. He's now like a super healthy person. I mean, you guys all know Anthony Jeffers. The first step on his weight loss journey was quitting pop and fast food. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the. I don't want to say it's the easiest thing, uh, you know, because there's a difference between easy, comfortable, and simple, and difficult, and all that stuff. But I mean, it seems like the simplest way to, you know, take a step in that in the right direction. Yeah. Quit drinking all the sugary shit. Maybe even including the alcohol if it's that important to you. I agree, and yeah. it, it is a simple decision, but at the same time, like you said, it's not easy. And I think that people can be almost just as addicted to those processed foods and processed sugars. Oh, one hundred percent. Nicotine. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's probably and, science to back hey, that. Hey, what's uh, what's Anthony's page? Isn't it Jeffy's Gym? I don't know. I think I, it is something like it, that. I believe it's Jeffy's Gym, but uh, you could follow Anthony Jeffords, and I know for a fact that if like you are struggling with anything like that, you could reach out to him, and he's in the gym all the time. And part of like really doing something consistent consistently is getting somebody to do it with you. And, he's uh, had an incredible journey. Maybe man. he could do it with you, or maybe he could find somebody to do it with you, or show you the culture of the gym that he's at around our community uh, in Oakland County, but. He has had an incredible journey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, honestly, he, I, pr I would have never thought he would do that. No, he saw, me either. He saw his he, first pair of boobs in my basement. Hey, <laughs> he always tells me. Such a he, fucked he, 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 I saw no. my first boobs at your house, I think. <laughs> I actually did, too. Your cousins. Hey, hey we were there together. <laughs> my hands are sweaty. My hands are sweaty, too. I'm glad right. I wasn't there. I'm glad we, we, we merged. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My <sighs> Go to Pecker's basement if you're looking for a good time. <laughs> no, we're just playing. It's not. Pecker's basement <laughs> sounds like the slimiest strip club. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, no, no. It was when, when yeah, we were 15. No. That's the, they could call the strip club Pecker's basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my beautiful girlfriend and I, we went to uh, we went to Hooters, you know, and. Like, Gotta go uh, to Twin Peaks, baby. The, the way that she was feeling <laughs> um, and the way that I was feeling was honestly the same. Like, I was like, you know, this fucking just sucks. Like, this chick's, like, shoving her fucking tits out, her ass is out, and, you know, like, uh, like, it doesn't matter. It, like, and I'm not shitting on it at all. Like, uh, just the fact that she has to do that to represent it made me come up with this idea called um, dingers. 
you know, just the opposite. You know, let's let's do that. That would be repulsive. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine your waiter comes hey. up to you and just like swings his crotch hey. across the hey. table? That's like, why I suggested dude, it be called peckers. Right <laughs> hey, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Would it be repulsive to to certain types of people? No, it wouldn't. Hey, I mean, there's I a market for it. Argument, probably. Probably. Is of, there like, is there a market for around that? my food? Is just kind of gross. Yeah, I, mean, I oh, agree with that. There's no market for like. You know that shit by by your food, so, but well, Canada has, <laughs> has fully nude strip clubs. So you're not going I, to Hooters. Admit, Hooters is kind of gross, but when I've I never went been. to that strip club in Canada, I remember I was drinking a beer. I'm probably not going to Hooters. This chick's asshole is like from here to here away from the beer, like like 12 inches. I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. Like, this <laughs> is fecal zone. <laughs> Literally, when I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Well, listen, guys. If you if you work at Hooters, we're not knocking it at all. And uh, not knocking the knockers. Honestly, t- if you do work <laughs> at Hooters, tell me what you think of the idea of dingers. So email us peckers. that. Peckers. Yeah, peckers. <laughs> oh my god. If peckers you, basement. Dongles. <laughs> if dongles. It, if it's peckers, dongles. then somebody buy, better buy me a cane and a fucking Rolex and a fucking <laughs> fedora, leather, Al Capone style. You'd be a real pimp. Hundred percent. Pimping you out your cane, peckers. I was definitely not thinking of like a pimp. I was just kind of thinking of like some weird dude leaning out a cane. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's like quasi strip club. I was saying about sugar cane and how so, it's an alternative to sugar, but I guess that's my mind just wandering like it always does. If you if you if you saw the new Jackass movie, there's more dicks in that than the amount of penis talk that we just had. So. But by the way, shouts out to Steve O and Johnny Knoxville. I mean, Johnny Knoxville, 25 years ago, I think, got hit by a bull and went completely 720, like did two front fl- or back flips or whatever he did, and then landed on the ground, got a concussion. And he, I'm not going to spoil it, but just he's the leader for a reason. Johnny Knoxville has the most balls out of anyone I've ever like seen on the internet or seen in a movie. So I was listening to this interview about him, and I'm kind of just paraphrasing this story. But so before he got to start with Jackass, he was like independently producing videos. And so he was trying to do this one where he tests out all this self-defense stuff on himself. And uh, so he decides that he's going to shoot. He wants someone to shoot him while he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And he literally couldn't find anyone to shoot him. So he decided to shoot himself while wearing this bulletproof vest. And everyone around him was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're such a moron. And I mean, well, yeah, but at the same time, look at him now. Like, yeah, talk bro. about having a fucking uh, pair of balls, dude. Oh, like, my God. Come on. He shot himself. That's crazy. I'll pass. He told this story. I will, too. Hard pass. He's on the phone with the company that makes the bulletproof vest. He's like... So, like, this can definitely stop a bullet, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, because I'm going to, like, shoot myself. They're like, hang on, let me just double check that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're manufacturing bulletproof vests. Let me just check that real quick. (laughs) Talk about exposing. Oh, crazy. So, um, (sighs) this is fun as hell. I'm glad we're here together. Oh, yeah. Sad to see you go, Hernan, but... We'll get your ass a, a mic, and we'll do another podcast in Arizona for sure. Yeah, yeah well, you'll be, be in Arizona. We'll be here. We'll probably be use fun. a lapel you guys, mic. Uh, when you guys do come out, you should, you know, bring some little mics, yeah, bring a camera, and let's have some fun. Hey, man, I want to check that place out. What are you? What's what awesome? Doing, what are you gonna do out there? What? What's uh? Like occupation? Um, no, not occupation. For fun. What are you trying? What are you trying to accomplish out there, man? Um, 
Well, I'm gonna build a life with my beautiful girlfriend, you know? That's mm -hmm. like kind of priority number one. But fill that glass. Yeah, fill that glass. But I'm also going out there just to broaden my perspective. You know, like I'm I mean, we're all trying to be ultra successful people in life. We're trying to build generational wealth for, you know, our lineage to come. And I I'm I know that that's not gonna happen just staying in the same town my whole life mm -hmm. and you know i'm young this is the time to do it i really don't have shit to lose if everything falls to shit you know I'm, i there's there's not that much that i lost you know number one thing number one thing on your side dude is that belief that you have in yourself and your abilities and and that speaks fucking volumes and it echoes dude like just you saying that is like all right you know our are we going to stay in this town? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Like, obviously, like, roots are extremely important, you know? But at the same time, producing fruit is also important. Right. And if, if you're not fruiting or you're not blossoming in this climate or this setting or whatever, then it it makes no sense to stay here when, like, you see – opportunity and you see belief in you being in that setting and life is short yeah, i, life is I don't want to just know? stay in southeast michigan forever i want to see arizona i want to see 30 other fucking states i want to see 30 other countries i mean I, I it's not necessarily the meaning of life but the experiences that are attained through traveling and experiencing other cultures i mean it makes life worth living it I love doing that shit. Same here. And we were talking earlier about how gaining different perspectives is a great way to grow. And, I mean, even within the United States, we all do have a somewhat similar perspective, although people do bring their own points of view to the table. So I would love to be able to travel internationally and just gain, like, drastically different perspectives. Absolutely. And what it means to be a part of the human race, no matter where you are. And... Honestly, I think even though I will gain a wildly different perspective and you're going to get some different views, I think that there's definitely like a large part of the human experience that we all share and like you can still connect with all kinds of people all throughout the world. Yeah, because we all have our ups and downs. Life isn't even even if you just in, in, inherit a million dollars when you're 18 or whatever. I mean, there there's going to be challenges in every single person's life. And through those those deep, dark crevices, the the rock bottom times, the times where life is hard and hopeless and the, you, the reasons to carry on are far and few. I mean, that that's what makes the human experience. And that that's what gives everybody individuality and their own culmination of experiences. And it you can connect with anybody in that in that manner. As, I mean, as long as they're not a shithole. But. You can connect with anybody and you can also you can also do things for for people that they would never expect and and yeah yeah they would never expect it but it's all off of the the basis of like motive man like uh, I I have a motive to take care of the people that I love and to like make the people that I love feel that I w would do anything for them and and that motive also carries my work ethic or it also helps my work ethic 
in creating opportunity for that exact thing. So it's like this crazy thing where I don't just take it for like, oh, this is uh, life is crazy and I could die tomorrow. But I also take it for in life is short and this is who I'd rather die with no matter what. Agreed. So damn straight. And to be honest, like there, like the people that I don't like are like, uh, f- honestly, few and far in between. I think there's only one person I've ever met in my entire life that at this point in in my mindset that I really don't appreciate because I think that they're doing harm to other people. But um, I also have the faith that something or an entity or an intellect or God is going to take care of that person and, and do it right. But that also goes on to my other aspect of where I don't think like evil and love are happening at the same time. Wait, you don't think that they're happening at the same time? Like I think that it could be like um it things could be more evil in the in, in this day or in this week or in this month and then um but I always think that they they meet in equilibrium like like a rubber band. Like uh the farther that uh, rubber band is stretched, meaning like the amount of time that that evil's going on. Well, shit. That thing's fucking stretched out pretty far right now. Let's hope so. It's probably going to snap back. Well, there's definitely well, a balance, but at the same time, I don't hey. necessarily agree with that. I think even in the darkest of places, in the darkest of times, you can find love and compassion. And I would say that 100%. I, I, yeah. yeah. I just don't think that they're happening equally at the same time. Does well, that make yeah, sense? There's always an ebb and flow to everything. I mean, like, there's a, a, an equilibrium that swings back and forth. And you were saying well, it that's, before. Like that's Newton a, said, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yes, sir. So, so think about that, Jay. So, like, say if 90% of uh, the shit going on right now is evil— Okay, then and then ten percent is good. Let's just theoretical. Okay, and then what's it take for a person to understand and dig into that ten percent? That's that's good. When, I think it's when, just when all this when ninety percent of the other shit is evil, right? And that ten percent right now—that's what we're in right now. There's a lot of people doing a lot of a lot of things, right? But there's a few amount of people doing things for the situation right now which is like t- uh, our freedoms being stripped away and things like that and well, if, I don't if think you, it's 90 percent i i mean I, I, it was theoretical right so i said that and then going forward on that aspect if if uh, i lost it i lost it but i just uh basically where i'm at guys is that i don't think that uh evil and love are happening are happening equal at the same time that's where I'm at. You think there's more evil right now? Like, do you think that more people are riddled with evil rather than more people being filled with love? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's more love, but I think the evil is louder. I completely The evil agree is louder. Yeah. I think that people want us to believe that there's more evil, so we feel more divided and we feel more separated from each other and that we Who's don't Who's people? I think that there's a variety of different groups who it's their best interest to keep people divided. I don't think it's necessarily one group. So Probably I, the people that interest. desire power. No, but I divide want, and conquer, baby. Okay. So I want people to take this in perspective because, like, it, uh, I think that right there, I think that I was refuted. Like, I think that that point that you guys just brought up was a great fucking point. And I said one thing, and honestly, before we even had that discussion i i stood pretty pretty tall on that um 
like whole ideology, whole theory. But then you guys said that, and that's a damn good point. What if I am just uh, like seeing everything that's going on and really thinking that there's more evil than love going on right now, but in the aspect of like what's really happening physically, not on some fucking media uh, outlet, there probably is more love than than it's because evil going on. Positivity, so, so positivity doesn't get pressed that often, man. Yeah, you know. The, that doesn't sell the, ads. Yeah, the conflict, the 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 wrongs and the mm-hmm. and the bad doings is what gets people's attention, you know? Yeah. What Nolan did, I just want to bring a little bit of light to this. What Nolan just did, everybody needs to work to do. A willingness to let your viewpoint be swayed by a good argument is the only way that we're ever gonna grow together as a country. And if you don't let somebody else's new perspective potentially sway your opinion, you're just firmly entrenching yourself in your viewpoint, not allowing your viewpoint to grow and not allowing yourself to continue to be educated. So props to you for allowing your viewpoint to be swayed. I mean, I think everyone should strive to in an open discussion to potentially let their viewpoint be swayed by a good argument. Hey, yeah. Props to you for, That's for being a bad motherfucker. Let's go, baby. <laughs> and there's nothing there's nothing ever shameful about being wrong about something. No. Right? We're wrong tens tens of times every single day. Hey, yeah. I, you be- know? I bet I've been wrong probably 3,000, 5,000, maybe 10,000 times. I'm 23 years old. How many times do you think I've been wrong? Thousands, but probably, probably more than that. Even yeah. I mean, like, no, no, seriously, yeah. like, hey, yeah, like, I don't know. Even the smartest motherfuckers we know, leaders of countries, leaders of businesses, uh, whoever, social media influencers, every single person has been wrong probably thousands of times, and that's the human experience, yeah, baby. Right. So what's the shame in that? Yeah, what's There's the no shame? There's in no that? shame. No so shame. why, why is but everybody you just so gotta afraid? Admit it. And you right. got yeah. We lost. We lost. Uh, no, no, it's still uh, recording. It just was it was laptop. it on that whole time? Yeah, it was. The laptop just. I it literally I saw it go like into like sc- power save Did mode and then it just went to sleep. Oh, okay, hey guys, we're, I just got Tim we're, cooked. We're, I'll say that. So I had, Tim Cook back at it. I yeah. had to do we like eight Tim Google Cook. searches to figure out how to turn my i or my my Mac so that it doesn't sleep or like the screen turn off. Mm. But you guys saw me. I had to turn it back on two or three times. I set it for three hours before it would turn off. Hey, for the what? viewers' sake, because we love them so fucking much. What? What the hell were we talking about? Where were we, where were we being at? able to accept our differences? And if we're wrong, we're wrong. It's not the end of the world. Everybody's wrong from time to time. But admitting that you're wrong, being willing, it's to a change. way to step forward. Learning, yeah, learning. Being willing from- to learn too. You know, mm-hmm. it comes down to being willing to learn. You know, if you're not if you're not ever willing to be wrong, then when are you ever going to learn? If you're just always right. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Pass and. Some truth. <laughs> yeah, and man, that's that's like I feel like a big part of broken families because I feel like men, um, we need or, or the or the main person in the or the like the dominant uh, the, the leader the leader of the, the family. Yeah, okay. I feel like uh, oftentimes those type of people always think they're fucking right, or they like think they're right, and then you got thirty years of that, and you've just like demolish the other person you've never let them think that they're right uh they're not in a position to say anything because real life fucking costs money right survival costs money and And they're the ones that work and they're the ones that pay the bills and they're the ones that you know supply a roof over your head yeah man we we've all heard it all i just love you guys so much man because i know that like if my family was struggling 
that you guys would be there. I know that if I was struggling, you guys would be there. I know that if I was like talking on a phone call for an hour and a half because I was flipping out about the crazy thoughts going through my fucking head, <laughs> you know, and none, no bad, bad thoughts, just like real, real big thoughts. And right now I, we got to take care of what we can take care of. Um, but without you guys, I feel like I wouldn't be as happy as I am and I wouldn't feel the way I do. I wouldn't have learned as much as I have at this time. And man, I just, I want people to know that friendships and are just worth investing in. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Love you too, Nolan. And, uh, I don't think, I don't think any of us in this room would be the people who we are today without, you know, the other pieces of the puzzle. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you guys say? We take a little break and we come back and and then how about Hernan tells us what the meaning of life is and we ask Jay if aliens exist or some crazy shit like that. back quick break for us and we're coming back to have some interesting conversations jay what's the meaning of life i already said is it love no it's 12 no what's the actual <laughs> meaning of life i, I mean we you, know it's you not 12 42 blue you hit the nail on the head in my opinion as far as it's not 12 love. jay well obviously I, I i think it's love but like I don't know, you, you gotta ease into that. And it's just like, like. I figured I'd just break the ice. I we were we were starting fresh, fresh break. What the hell is the meaning of life? What happens after we die? I wanna I wanna talk about the nitty gritty. Well, okay. If we wanna talk about the meaning of life and we're saying that just for discussion's sake, the meaning of life is love. Let's start off with saying, um, Max, what do you think love is what does love mean to you? I'm asking the questions now. Jake Hires the host. <laughs> Something along the lines of com compassion between um, more than one individual. It doesn't have to be monogamous. It can be our love that we share together. We're all here. We're having a great time. Hernan is going to leave soon. We're we're trying to build something. I love that we're doing this. And, you know, I love you guys. Uh, love, It. it's just... It's a bonding mechanism. I mean, maybe in a, you know, uh, in some aspect, it's it's just a way we bond. I'm sure love might be present in seals and bears and dragonflies and shit. Or, may, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Our compassion is much deeper. But to me, love is just bringing people together and sharing compassion in some way, shape, or form. I think that you're right. And I, I would even broaden it to say, in my opinion— Love is the energy uh, brought upon by those actions and being compassionate towards your fellow human beings or your fellow animals or just any living thing that uh, shares this planet with us. Or, I mean, I guess you could love an alien, too, but I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think that uh, it, it really just is about, like, the intention behind positive actions, and that's what love is. And love is, like, the passion that you guys are putting into this project. And love can be even just holding open the door for a random person. Love is just uh, sharing positive energy between two living things. Not, not, like, inclusive to humans, you're saying? Two living things? 
definitely not inclusive to humans. I love my pets. I mean, like... Can you show your love to a blade of grass or a tree? Shrub? I think you can, do, you can show your love to whatever, but can that thing reciprocate and understand the love that's being received? I, think I don't it, think, I think the blade it, of grass would I think it could reciprocate it. that energy. Actually... I think it could. I mean, dude, energy is... I mean, vibes. I mean, you can sense vibes sometimes. Is that not just some other form of energy? We don't know people, what... People on TikTok might start calling you an empath and start shitting on you now. And <laughs> a what? An empath. What is that? Like an, like an empath. Like, like, an, like, some, like somebody who's like very empathetic for people, mm -hmm. and they claim, they claim to feel vibrations and energies from oh. other people. Yeah, I, know, I know I feel energies and vibrations from other people. You, you just know if, like, if... If your buddy walks in and like, sometimes you can just sense that something ain't right or whatever. And yeah, for sure. I, I think the human brain is incapable of just fully understanding and detecting the energy that's present in our universe. And I don't have any science to back any of this shit, but no. that's just what I think. It could be, uh, it could be something to do with like quantum, quantum yeah. physics and I mean, things like that. Like, uh, Let's, let's, let's break it down. Thing that's, let's mean, break it down into something simple and why, in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, I think <laughs> that you guys are like it could be this, could be that. Like, uh, let's go mind body. We could go spirit, right? Mind body spirit, or we could go soul. But then, like with the mind, right? How do you love? How do you love with the mind? Like you love with thoughts. You love with, uh, like. Uh, with thoughts, how you think, um, and then uh, with your body, your thoughts, like telling your body, oh, do this to your body. Like working out is loving your body. Um, doing something like an action for somebody else, your mind is loving, and then it goes to your body, and then you do that, right? And then like love in, in the spirit or faith is like, you know, it's almost very untangible. So what you're saying is it, love is like an energy just, that flows through your mind, body, and soul? So he's saying the I grass just, can feel our love, right? I think yes. the grass like, can feel our love. Like, I think so. Because something is going is on, just, bro. Like it's expressed through actions, and every single action you have, whether it's conscious or not, either puts out a positive energy or a negative energy. And I think that humans as a whole, I mean, the, the blade of grass might not necessarily feel one specific person's impact, but I mean, I think that if like a community had like sewage runoff running by that piece of grass, it could definitely feel the lack of love there. Or potentially if a community, like if it was in a park that had an awesome irrigation but system like, and it was getting all the care it needed, like it would feel like the energy and effort that was put <clears throat> into that because it would be getting all of its nutrients and water. Although, I mean, I am talking about a blade of grass as if it's a sentient being, which, I mean, like, I, I don't think a blade but of hey, grass hey, is a sentient being. Check me out. Check me out. I'd wager that it's not sentient. Check me out, boys. So, blade of grass or a cabinet, okay? What if that cabinet was made by somebody? And then why was that cabinet made? Because I think that, the cabinet's that, inanimate. No, it but is. check this out. But this person had to make money in order to provide for his family. And why was he providing for his family? Because of? love right because you've seen some shitbags leave families and all this stuff all i was trying to say in like my wrap-up was that i love that we got into this topic of like what love is because we're about to try to diagnose or um d 
um, di dissect, you know, what this thing is that really nobody knows. And I was trying to describe how intangible it is, especially to our viewers, because, I mean, it could be it's in everything. That's just where I'm at. And you we, think that love is in the cabinets? I Yeah. Yeah. One time, one time I literally cried over a chest because I saw this chest and it looked like somebody put like their heart and soul into it. And I don't even know how to describe that, but I'm putting myself out there telling you guys I cried over a chest, but fuck it. Listen, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like thing, things happen. And, uh, I was just, so I, I think that that brings up a good point. Cause yeah. And Jay's asking, the, Jay's asking the questions guys. Like Jay's asking the questions. <laughs> the, the ice is, uh, the bottle's going down. Love is an energy that can flow through even an inanimate object. And we are kind of getting hung up, or I was kind of getting hung up on the fact that, I mean, like a blade of grass isn't necessarily a sentient thing, but it can still be a medium that love can flow through because somebody can see the love that their community put into making a natural space or just like any kind of physical thing, and they can appreciate that love. And, they can, and love can flow through inanimate objects animate objects it's just it is omnipresent a greens master on a golf course like i i worked as uh oh that's a good a, one a houseman right and uh they were like hey do not drive on our greens and when i worked there i was 19 so did i have the integrity as a young man to understand the heart and soul and love that he had for this grass hell no Probably i didn't no. hey right angle only that's so. a that's a golf term. You can only drive to the right. You can't just drive all around it. But I I can feel the love. And what some golf courses when it's just when it just looks impeccable, brilliant, just beautiful. I I can feel the love now that you say that. Is that is that love for the game? I don't know. Maybe hard work. <laughs> maybe maybe it's maybe I can just recognize that hard work was put into manicuring that grass. And therefore I it mean, seems like love because they cared so much, but I guess not necessarily. That's man they manicured the grass very well. And you, that's just an observation. I guess I interpreted it as love. And then they probably did that whether directly or indirectly through love, you know, like Nolan was saying earlier, earlier to support their family, you know, that's somebody's job. And then mm. the people that hired them probably have a love for the sport you know probably set a standard so you didn't touch on it do you think love is the meaning of life um i think i think love is the meaning of life yeah i feel like that's probably the best like, yeah guess. yeah it I mean, seems like it seems like a good place to put your money with. on yeah if i had to like w make a my wager what, from, what else no, would no, i wager good. on from my uh current experiences in life or all of my experiences up to this point I have all the reason to believe that love is the answer, you know? Because, I mean, I mean, you asked uh, what happens after we die. I have this, like, irrational... F I'm not sure if it's a fear or, like, a worry. I'm not sure if it's a fear or a worry, but are do we keep the relationships that we... Do we keep our earthly relationships <laughs> after we go beyond? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, mean, I think that's a great fucking question. Because if we don't, so. if we do not... Then I want to cherish all my relationships while we're here. Well, you, you know, don't like no, so you have to. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't. I don't know the answer. It one way or another. E either way, dude, I'm cherishing it because if we're still together after this fact. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you the what you asked me that it reminds me of. Uh, I think it's this 
the one, the last or the second to last Harry Potter movie. And oh <laughs> shit, I I guess I can't spoil it. Well. I don't know. All right, Dude, all right. Man, never mind. It's a like, different movie. I thought you were going to bring it. Hey, I <laughs> it's you're... actually some other movie, but uh, what happens is after the person dies, they're wondering if this is just in their head and is is this real? Is this just in my head? And the the other person, the other figure, they're like, does it make it any less real if it's in your head? So that makes me think my relationships with you, Jay Cotter, you, Austin Hernandez, and you, Nolan Claypeck, they might be they might take presence in my head and it might be a manifestation of my subconscious after I die. But does that make it any less real? I'm enjoying it. You guys are still in my soul, in my wherever my consciousness is lingering. I might you guys might still be there with me. Mm. And whether it's your consciousness or not, does that make it any less real? Does that make it less appealing? I mean, you guys are there one way or another. See, I think about that because I think about, like, this is a little bit trippy, let's go, like, paradox kind of, like, but I think about, like, if I was somebody listening right now, if I was listening to somebody trying to, like, empower people to educate people, I would be like, holy shit, what are they doing? uh, That's awesome, you know, and I would have these thoughts, but then internally, where I'm at is I'm like, yeah, nobody's going to listen. You know, they're probably going to think that we're a joke, blah, blah, blah. And these are like things that I feel and stuff like that. And um, what were you saying again about uh, like if uh, like it feels good right now, like everything, um, like whether or not it's real or if it's not real? Yeah, I was I was just saying if it's just a if you guys even if right now you guys could just be a projection of my subconscious and my subconscious could find any way to mm. make it seem real my subconscious could project you acknowledging max i'm actually yeah. real okay but so it, I, it doesn't make it any or I, the question was does it make it any less real i don't know maybe maybe not right right so like where i went into it is like social media makes us feel like it's not real but then i think we had 500 downloads last week or whatever last month and it was like incredible we were like holy shit i can't believe that many people cared yeah thank you guys so much we love you guys that means the world what i was trying to say is it just didn't seem real but then i thought about and i thought about what's real to me and and what you were saying about if it's if everything's fake or if it's not fake or we're in a simulation or whatever the fuck it's real to me and i feel that love and everything and so i thought to myself i was like you know what if i saw people doing this I would be like, you know, this is badass. Let's go. Let's let's be a part of this, you know, especially because our country's this way and we're from a town, you know. It makes me just think about how much I love real shit. Like, I can't tell you how much it bothers me when I see somebody in public that I, I have known for a long time and then I feel like they, they're hesitant about what they're doing or what they're trying uh, saying that they're doing. It's like... It's like dog or like, yo, chick, um, we're all in the same boat. Like ain't nobody around us like just balling. And if they are balling, then they probably have some shitty ass ego and some shitty ass integrity. And they probably have other problems that they don't talk about all this stuff. Well, not necessarily. I mean, well, I no, wouldn't no, assume that at all. Not necessarily. If somebody's shitting on somebody else, if somebody's really like. Oh, is that the case? Yeah, yeah. So that's the case. But people, like, when they do normal jobs or, or they do jobs that, like, you're starting out, especially our age, they feel a certain way about saying it to. It, like, maybe it's me and maybe I'm in my own head about it, but it, it's just a certain 
like thing that I feel like is unreal. Like who, who really cares if you're doing this or, or you're doing that? Like, as long as you're happy and you're doing what you're doing and you love what you do, or you're progressing to what you love to do, there's no shame, brother and sisters. Like there's no shame. Like, yeah, what's real in like, our head is all that fucking matters. That that's it. And like, what anybody else might fucking think if someone's like shitting on somebody else for whatever reason yeah. because they're not here or not to point B or point C yet, it doesn't fucking matter. It's it's all it's a it's our life. Yeah, it doesn't matter what so other people are saying. You you pulled it out of me. So like, basically, it's like people um, like love love is real. Love is the realest thing ever. And basically what I was trying to describe is like doing this podcast with these guys is all through love and the purpose is all through love and it's crazy. And then I still have these thoughts where I'm like, Oh, other people are not going to like it or they're going to judge me or, or whatever. And that, that's fine and stuff. But that's also the same case with another person saying that they're doing a certain occupation, but I feel like in it's, it's almost like a, a real big pressure you know, like you got to be doing something that's badass or you got to be a fucking millionaire or you got to be this at that. There is and, a societal pressure. Yeah. And, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. What have you been doing lately? That's the first question. Everyone asks about your occupation. Yeah. That's why there's a societal pressure with that. So I want people to know that, like, if you're coming up to me and you're telling me what you're doing right now, I, like, I, I will bet that I will say that's fucking badass, dude. You know, know? And people and, are so and, fake and, sometimes and, when it comes to talking about that. I talked to someone today and I asked her how her weekend went. And like, I, I had talked to this person once in my life before this. And she's like, you know, honestly, not that great. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, what a breath of fresh air. I'm sorry that you had a bad weekend, but like, thank you for just being authentic and not just like, being oh yeah, it was good. What was, and then yeah. that being the end of it. Yeah. I mean, like people just need to be real and to your point like yeah it is it almost feels like a slap in the face when someone just like puts on airs and they're just not being authentic and they're just being fake when you ask them what they've been up to because i mean they're just very obviously going through the motions and like i mean you can tell that they don't have a passion for what they have going on because um they seem ashamed of it or they don't want to be real about it and they just want to put up this persona um that I mean, like, everyone does it to a certain extent, and everyone needs mm -hmm. to try to be more authentic, but um, I just noticed that, like, almost everyone you talk to when you ask them how they're doing, it's just like, oh, yeah, all right, even though, even if it's not. Yeah, it's That's like, like, if we grew, like, if I grew up with you, and you're not causing other people harm, and you're still alive, man, God bless you. That's where I'm at, like... Yeah, we're all going through this shit. Life ain't easy. I mean, we all have our struggles. And you, I can just, I can appreciate anybody's struggles. And I just love talking with people and being real with one another. There's, there's no need to amplify how good you're doing in life or anything like that just to impress other people. Because at the end of the day, I mean, like, we were born on this planet and then we die. Like, we don't need to... We don't need to stretch the truth to fucking impress people or anything like that. We got to just be ourselves. And I appreciate people being them being themselves just as you do. Yeah. And like, like Hernan, like, what do you, what do you think? Why do you think all this is happening? You know, like, like, like dude, we, we're able to talk to each other. So real. We could not see each other for a minute and just 
pick right back up. And we've developed that rapport, that relationship and everything. And we've and done I, exactly that. And I understand we went, that. But we went a year and a half without talking. You called me, picked right back up where we left off. Like, nothing ever happened. But it would and now be, we're here. Yeah, but it would be hard if, like, uh, like if I was like, yeah. Um, well, no, it's not hard with you. It's like, yo, this is going on in my life or this is going on in my life or my you know, my dad's doing this or like, you know, you're saying like this is going on in my family or whatever the fuck is going on, you know, chaos. But, so so but, what, but what was the question? Like, uh, my bad. My bad. What do you th- why do you think that people sometimes and this is just an opinion, guys, like always with the new school project, like take what you like and leave with you what you don't. But this is my opinion. People seem to be embarrassed about being where they're at but it's like yo we're all in the same boat unless you're a fucking superstar well i think a lot of it comes down to i think a lot of it comes down to like the access to other people's lives we have now and the insecurities that are bred through that you know like when you're when you're on your phone all day and you're looking through other people's lives you're gonna subconsciously or consciously you know, compare your own life to that person's life. And you're not even comparing your life to their actual life. You're comparing your life to what that person chooses to show other people on the internet. You know, and I think I think that's a big part of it in today's world. Wow. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't live in an era without internet, you know, like before I was like 10 years old. But I mean, what did, what did people like in the, in the fifties have to compare themselves to the people that made it in the newspaper or their neighbors, you know, and were those the only people or the fucking president or like famous people, you know what I'm saying? I wonder if people still compare themselves endlessly, like, like they did back then. I mean, probably not because if I, if I spend 15 minutes on Instagram, I can compare myself to probably a hundred people, but back in the day, I mean, you could compare yourself to five people. Like, yeah, in, you're not in talking, a week, you're, maybe. You most know? people aren't talking with 100 people in a day. Yeah. I think that people were definitely comparing themselves to each other back then. But I also think that there was just an increased pressure to conform to society's norms back then. And people were a lot less open-minded. And I think as a society, we've become a lot more open-minded. So I think with that, there is a tiny bit less pressure to worry about what people think. But then I think that there was a little bit of a transitioning period where, like, I mean, like, the 90s and the thousands, like, yeah, people were becoming kind of more liberal-minded, and they were open to different ideas, but there hadn't been the advent of social media yet, so you weren't just continuously having the opportunity to compare yourself to another person. Yeah, like, love love and social media are something that are intertwined in our generation. Ugh. You know, and, and like, it's fucked up in a certain sense, but it's here to stay. That's a fact. So what are we supposed to do about it? And like, but there's, (laughs) we could go all over this. Like, uh, this is recent information that I feel like I, I could speak on. Like, I don't think that everybody's going to subscribe to the metaverse. There's going to be a lot of people that don't want to take part in that type of technical I, I agree tech, with that. Technology-driven life. And that's another thing to think about. who knows 50 years from now? Hype. Yeah, exactly. Who knows 50 years from now? So, um, you know, just keep open-minded and keep educated and, like, holy shit. But it's brutal, bro. 
it is brutal. I mean, and then you can't say exactly what you want to say on the things, but then they're a private company, and a private company can do what they want, and that's an American value also. So the dichotomy between the uh, whole situation is in- Delete insane. Delete your social media. Learn and it's also it's life. also fucked up because well, all of the well, delete delete your social media maybe that's asking right? a lot. But at the same time, do it. My cousin just did it, and props to him. He's he's not on Snapchat anymore. He's not on Instagram. He's not on Facebook. Literally nothing. He said he's fucking done with that shit. He knew it was bad just as much as I do. Only he had I the guts to st- take that leap forward, though. Only reason I have it is to promote my music. I think social media is poison for the mind. Hey, I, I yeah. think there's definitely a positive aspect of having open communication between people and just having people be more connected. But at the same time, I think that it's almost impossible to prevent yourself from just endlessly comparing yourself to what you see on social media, even if you don't necessarily have the same goals as those people. So I think it's just better for everyone's mindset if they just live in the real fucking world. No, I don't like the impossible thing. And, like, quite frankly, like, I haven't, I wouldn't have, I would have never, ever, ever, ever done the things that I've done in life and accomplished what I've accomplished if I had not had social media. And I, I would have, I would have never met too. my girlfriend. You know, I spent the yeah, last same. I've, I spent the last three years with that woman, and I, like I, I love her. So, like uh, to say that is is like, um, it's because there's a monopoly on who owns the platform. I'm telling, I'm telling you, bro. Like. I feel, I feel like it's like, more than just that. Why would we even I be doing this? That's not why it's bad. Yeah, I think it's more than just that. Why would we be doing this? Why would we be doing this if social media was absolutely awful? I didn't say it was absolutely awful. In fact, I added the caveat that there's a lot of positive aspects of bringing people together. I just think it's overwhelmingly negative and that there's overwhelmingly negative influences on it because people just speak with impunity because they don't think they're going to face any consequences. It is. Bullshit also, there. Also, everyone's trying to take everyone's that. trying to get the best shot. Everyone's trying to get the best shot at somebody. The funniest comment that puts somebody down because that's what gets the most likes. You know, like the person that says, "Oh, you know, I love this and you're doing a great thing for people. You're empowering people." That there's no humor in that and that's not going to get as many likes as someone, you know, like kind of demeaning what somebody else is doing but in a in a in a way that makes people laugh. Right. That's the shit that gets likes is putting other people down and like making like rising yourself higher. And it's disgusting. In, in yeah, in like a well, humorous that, manner. That 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 type of decision is like is coming from the top down. And and it's ba- it is t- totally biased to who owns that platform. Uh, it's based on that, algorithms. That's what people engage yeah, but, with. D- so but that's somebody, what they promote. Somebody had to make that algorithm. And an algorithm that detects what their users engage with. I mean, like it's it is yeah, it's it's, it's so, driven. Do you guys it's, remember it's when we used to have uh, Instagram and we would post, and if we had twelve hundred followers, twelve hundred people would see it. Do you guys remember that? No. Yeah, yeah, not 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 the full twelve hundred people though. I I feel like it'd be more like a eight hundred. But dog, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So like, so like when somebody implemented these things, right? Like, just like policies are implemented in, like, uh, our country, right? 
there's certain people that are implementing those decisions based off of greed, I feel like. Yeah, greed for money because what they realize is certain posts that But get we're talking about social those, media. Yeah, yeah but it, it's still up to right the people. Now. It's basically so they And I feel Instagram like you guys are Facebook has decided that they mm -hmm. are going to show your post to more people than actually follow you if you post something that fits in with what their algorithm says is going to get more engagement and is going to get people stuck in that social media feedback loop which then gets people continuously addicted and deeper into that social media rabbit hole continuously consuming the content that keeps them hooked so that facebook can just like interject ads and sell them as many ads as they, yeah, they fucking they can realize that certain and sell them as much time as they addictive. can yeah, yeah that's the product so you know what the product is it's, it's time. my my eyes glued to this screen yeah. that's the product and you know what they're selling it really fucking well the human brain it it is like susceptible to all the problems with social media i mean you look at the depression and suicide rates that arose after the implementation of social media and you can tell that although yeah you can get a lot of value from it the ways that people communicate now are so much more efficient and it is an astounding technology but it seems like the human brain is more likely to abuse it than use it effectively and that's simply unfortunate so we've seen and i'm always gonna like uh have the open mind because i wouldn't be here without it and 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 I will stick to that. And like, if you look at the foundation of Facebook, and you look at two people being compared by their photo on a Harvard inventory directory photo, and you look at like the, what was that the top ten uh, face mash, something like that. You look at the yeah, top ten like hottest people on uh, the college campus. Yeah, sure. Uh, like w when they first invented cars, you know. They probably didn't know what the fuck they were doing either. And it's the first thing ever invented. So, like, social media, yeah, it's going to be around for a long time. But the problem is, is, like, the the foundations of the, the media that's social in our fucking generation is found, founded off greed. And it's founded off of things. And I'm sure that I could bring up these names of these CEOs that run these companies, but that would honest to god and i mean this be scapegoating because this whole thing is way bigger than them it's way bigger than them and so it the social media thing being like completely like messed up i don't subscribe to because i really do think that it could be directed in in a better way and in a way and it's also how people use it like if you think about people now and how they feel right and how uh they act upon those feelings sure they're gonna post those certain things but what if we lived in a world where people were educated and um like the masses were educated and we were able to see that every single person was posting for a bigger purpose and and love. Yeah, and, th and that, that's another thing about so, social media is social media, you know, when you use it all the time, you're putting yourself on a pedestal and you're like subconsciously creating habits to not believe in anything that's bigger than yourself. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I think that you, there is a point to that, but at the same time, I think putting yourself up on that pedestal can also just like 
inflate people's egos a massive amount, which can then lead to them just like posting as if they are the end all be all, um, and uh, right, right, just the the greatest person on earth, and then as a result of that, they just they're like. Oh, I'm just gonna shit on these people who are below me, and then that just contributes to the cycle of negativity. And but people see these people that are just posting the most perfect snapshot of their life, even though their whole life's not perfect, and that's the only glimpse that they get into that. Right. And then they're scrolling down a feed where they're only seeing it's the just hundreds of picture of perfect pictures, yeah. little glimpses. And like the, they're not just seeing the glimpse of their own life; they see all the nitty gritty, all the ups and downs, but these other people's lives they're just seeing the good parts right well there's big principles that like go into that like that's that's why like hernan um what do you want to do to a floor better than anything else before you lay it down clean it exactly like you want to sweep that fucking floor as good as you can do it and uh through that aspect Oh, fuck. I just lost my train of thought. God damn it, boys. God damn it. I had it. <sighs> so what do you think happens after we die, then? Yeah, okay. So well, you could, question, bring, up, you question. could, you could bring up the egg, egg video. I have, a, I have a question going back to the whole death thing. Is everyone here in the camp that this isn't it? That it's not just black when we die? Is everyone here in the camp I that there's purple. something more? Shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I hope uh, there's something more. I don't know. I'll answer last. But but what but what is your belief? I'm not asking for your hopes. My belief is that I don't know and that that's part of what makes this life so great and I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think that chaos and uncertainty is what brings meaning into life just as much as love. And I think that the uncertainty of what happens next gives into so it. much more value to what we have going on now than if we actually knew what was going on. I agree with that. It gives Shit. you more value to your decision making too. You know, you you make a decision and you'll never know what the other decision would have been. You make a decision and you're present with your decision and you put one foot in front of the other. You don't have to think about what could have been cuz you will literally never fucking know. Yeah. Like it's it's not even real. Yeah, and you know, I like what you said, Jay. The grass is always greener on the other side. You know, you can always look at the other side and be like, "Oh, but what if this happened?" You know, but it's it's always a what if. You know, there's never, you can never look at the other decision that you could have made and you can't say anything for sure because you just mm -hmm. don't know. Exactly. Sorry, sorry for cutting you can off. I bring, can right. I, you got to live with the uncertainty. Can I say what yeah. I was going to say when I like completely choked real quick? I don't know. Can you? Say it. I'll say it. So when you- It's your podcast. Say what the fuck you want. Thanks, Max. Clean I, floor. I appreciate it so much. All right. So when you, like, we're going to clean a floor as good as we can do it, right? And that's why people like Andy Frisella- Right, who is a fucking multi multi millionaire, is going in his own facility and wiping the urinal, like with his fucking bare hands, because he's trying to like create this humility, even though everything around him is a fucking flex. Like when he's posting, not like it doesn't even matter where he's at, because every situation that he puts himself in in life looks great. Like. And uh, what, where, where that holds weight in terms of social media is that social media is fucking nothing without the people. And if the people are like that and the people sweep the floor and the people get to the, the ranks where they have other people that they manage and those people that 
they're managing are treated right and they understand that this person that's leading us is going to get in the trenches with us and all this shit then it's like a different vibe and then like scale that into like the what if like what if it was different I don't know, man. What if? And You'll that, never fucking know, so that, what's that, the point of worrying about it? I think the uncertainty is good. point it of is. worrying about it is, like, the fact that, you know, there could be a little fucking pecker running around, dude. <laughs> and then, like, what am I going to do if I got to send him to, like, this this teacher's class? And then next thing I know, he's got to wear a mask, and he's being taught, like, that he wants to go, like, be a pop star in, like... You know Taiwan or like whatever, <laughs> and, and and I'm like, where are you seeing this what? information? And I don't even know because social media is like directing my my child. You think social media knowledge. is directing your potential child to be a pop star in Taiwan? That's Some, what it directed me to be. Something, no, I'm just something like I'm just pop. It's the new way. Hey, we said what if? We said what if? Okay. But you'll never know. Hey, well, I I didn't answer the what if thing, but. I kind of dig the uncertainty and your perspective enlightened me to that, Jay, because if I knew that the afterlife was going to be all fine and dandy, I might just fuck off here. I might be more willing to just do fucking whatever. I don't know. Like, but, I feel like not knowing what happens after incentivizes me to really make the best of my time here. So even even though if you did believe that there is something after our life here, then I mean, I guess I'm not fully uh, educated on all religions, but most religions that I do know about have a positive afterlife and a negative, you know, like directly reflecting on what you did here. Mm -hmm. So either way, whether you believe in it or not, it's probably just good to do the right thing. I feel like as of late, I'm more in the camp that they're probably <laughs> there probably isn't a, so a good I, or a bad I, I was raised catholic i was baptized i made my first communion i did my confirmation all that stuff i haven't been to church in a long time max says all uh, these crazy sinner. ass fucking uh things he says like i'm in this camp uh I'll back up the truck. Bet the um, farm. I'll bet the whole fucking farm. Like no, uh, it's well, don't bet the farm. Well, yeah, don't don't bet the farm on anything. But what fucking camp am I in? You made me lose my train of thought. Oh, she said. I, that I feel like you were going towards uh, no 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 positive or no negative oh, afterlife. Right. Just like maybe maybe all one. Right. So we're talking about the afterlife. So I was raised Catholic, but. So that's heaven and hell. Oh, you're bad. You go to hell. You're good. You go here, whatever. And I mean, they they say if you're gay, you go to hell like that. That's bull. Like, I, I really think that our higher power, God, this force, whatever, we can't fit them in our three pound brain. They probably were, wouldn't be worth worshiping if we could fit them in our three pound brain. I think they're far beyond any of this stupid shit that goes on with humans on Earth, one of the just trillions of fucking planets, you really think God would just damn someone to hell if if someone was gay or somebody did one bad thing or this or that or if they never? I I don't I don't fucking no. know. So I think I'm, no, certainly not. Yeah, especially I, if I the meaning of especially if we can all come to terms that the meaning of life is love, then no, definitely not. Yeah, and that, that could just be a human construct made, you know, throughout time. 
and and I mean it is. I mean we can't argue with the fact that it isn't. But right. that That's leads true. me to think that maybe there isn't a good or bad afterlife. There's just a further transition of our consciousness. Well, I think that uh, kind of tying back to our previous conversation in the first part of this, I think that the afterlife is love and it's that energy and you move on into that energy and it, at the same time it's the meaning of life and i think that uh i mean you talked about being raised catholic i was also raised catholic i don't necessarily jay, identify jay as what that. what's love mean to you bro what's love wait mean wait to let, you? finish what you were saying jay. no no no, no. <laughs> what the fuck my bad my bad <laughs> i thought you were gonna no, go in I mean, so you I'm were raised catholic I, hey i thought you were gonna go into your love your love spiel so i was gonna hype that up bro well yeah, you just uh, you interrupted me i mean not not a big deal all right so um you were raised catholic i was raised catholic and, then... and they talk a lot about the idea of the father son and the holy spirit and this uh, multifaceted omnipresent sentient being that is this higher power and while i don't necessarily confine it within the constructs of the catholic or christian religion i do think that there's a certain amount of validity to that and i'm not even necessarily tying it to jesus christ as a person but i do think that uh i mean i said love can flow and channel through any person being or even inanimate object and i think that uh that's what god is and i think that that could potentially be what the afterlife is as you just move into that energy and then like you are part of like what's growing throughout the universe and flowing throughout all these living and so objects so do do you think do you think that a negative afterlife is impossible i think that after a while even if you did transform into a negative energy like at the end of your physical life that you have the opportunity to eventually move into that positive energy. And I don't know if that's reincarnation or what, but I just, I think that everybody has a chance to have that eternal. Even after death. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, death, are you still making conscious construct? Do you still make conscious choices after death? I don't know. I haven't died yet. <laughs> I'd say yes. You make your own choices. But I'm willing to be wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got to pick yes or no, so I pick yes. I have kind of an interesting <laughs> thought. So you've, everyone has probably heard a lot of people say, you know, all your, your, your whole life flashes before your eyes when you die. Right. What if that's like the start of your, of your afterlife, and you are the judge, and you kind of come to terms with life and you kind of understand more of life when you're on your deathbed and you're dying and you you relive through all these moments and all these decisions that you made and what if you're the judge you're just the judge you're like damn i made some really fucking bad decisions and then you you know like put yourself into suffering I think that there's a good chance that that's the case, but I'm just wondering, do you, would you think that would and happen is that before nothing? or after the massive dose of DMT that you're that, 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 That's what I was just <laughs> right about after. to say. That's what I was about or to during, say. I guess. <laughs> is no. that, like, does that just come down to the chemicals being released in your brain when you do die? I don't think I so. No, no, no. I haven't died yet. So I'll tell you, is, shut I mean, the fuck up, dude. No. It's all speculation. We don't know. Um, no, that... that Hey, we're just theorizing. Check this out. So, like, a, a person that's, like, uh, a person that maybe, you know, they haven't had the best cards in dealt in life, and then 
they go through this certain shit and say they die and not fulfilling what they wanted to fulfill, right? How how the hell if they're judging themselves, right? Does that person have the education like immediately upon dying? Like the person that's judging themselves that is like, yeah, you did this and this and this wrong, you know? So that's where I'm like, yeah, it's probably not ourselves judging ourselves. Well, maybe as you transcend into the energy that is love, you immediately gain the full perspective of what love is. And even if that person wasn't able to necessarily follow through with all of their goals, they realize that the passion that they had put into that is what it was really all about. Or maybe they just like finally admit to themselves that they were just half-assing it the whole time and they didn't put that passion through and they just they fucked up. But I mean, like either way, I think that there's a good chance that, I mean, it comes the father, out. Well, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit idea again. I, I hate to lean on the Catholic Church, but I think it's it, it's quite the concept when it comes to afterlife and a higher power. I think that I mean. The whole, they say the Holy Spirit's inside of you, which means you are God, God is above you, and God is the people around you, and God could be any one of those, any person that you interact with or any living thing. So, I mean, like, you're judging yourself in the afterlife, and at the same time, you're not, but, like, you are everything, and the love inside of you is everything. And uh, Have you seen the egg video? It's a concept, but... The egg video? Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes back to the egg video, and I kind of brought the perspective that the egg video um, gave to me. That's what I brought into my point. Like, if you guys, if you guys want to watch the egg video, just look up the egg on YouTube, and it's the very top video. Just click on it. It's like an eight-minute video. It's by Kurzgesagt. something like that. It's well, very hard to pronounce. But basically, it outlines this idea that we... We are a creation from a God that's from a place that we can't quite comprehend. And there are others like this God that have also maybe or maybe not created other realms just like us. And the concept is that we're nothing but a fetus. And, you know, all of us together are this In, fetus of, of God. Yeah. Like, like, a develop, like a developing intellect, right? Yes, a developing intellect or like a developing God. And we're going through all these motions of life and every single person that we come across is just maybe another uh, <clears throat> reincarnation of ourselves experiencing itself. And like a, a lot of people believe in that. A lot of people think that like we are the universe, just experiencing itself over and over and over and over and over and over and over time and being over a loop again. would make the most sense yeah and over again <laughs> I, thought, I don't think it's a loop i just think it's time is everything and everywhere and that it's just such an abstract concept that like what we as humans perceive as time is just like what our tiny little brains can yeah. wrap our head around and yeah I think it's it's you can't even you can't quantify i mean we quantify time by like detecting a certain amount of beats that's what is considered to be a clock um but like that's just the human concept of time and that's just like how we can personally like, yeah objectively that, it's, it's how time. we can understand we probably it. don't yeah. understand it completely definitely, definitely not understand. i mean time definitely just not. assigns validity to events yeah. i mean right yeah. i mean like an, uh, an event can happen because of time Yep. I, fuck. I don't know. I we need that, to call. St yeah, yeah. Albert heard, Einstein, Stephen Hawking. I heard this one thing, and I think that uh, I subscribe to it, and uh, it's uh, how do you know? 
four words. How do you know? And and there's a lot of situations where you could like have somebody talking about like the world being this way or the world being that way or religion or God or all these things. And the real question is, how do you know? And it could be anything. I think it comes down to love in, in a certain aspect, like or lo- faith, faith yeah, and an love, idea, faith love and, and feeling. Faith. So, and, but like tangibly, I mean, how do you know? We don't exactly. So, that's what's so wonderful about it. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what's next. That's why Jay's like. We have like, no choice that's why Jay's but like, to not what know. What the fuck, dude? Why, <laughs> why are you cutting me off? It's because he loves me, and he's like, Nolan, dude, why can't you just shut the fuck up for just a little bit? Just, <laughs> just, a, just a little. Just a fucking tip. Yeah, we're, yeah, and and kind of like how we were talking in uh, the last episode, you're, you're not offended, are you? No, dude. Not, not in the slightest. No, dude. Maybe when I was, like, younger, I would, like, be like, oh, you know, come on, and and I would like uh, don't have checks checkbox friends, don't checkbox nah, shit. Don't like, don't make a list. I, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. You know, and then and I expect this yeah, in return. Yeah. Nah. Let me tell you, if you do that, you're a fucking coward. Regardless, uh, I'm sure nobody listening is a coward. I'm sure that you guys love your country and your community, and quite fl- <coughs> quite frankly, the new school. So thanks for listening. If you did listen this far, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Austin, uh, Max, you you have the statement with that. Uh, we're we're sad to see you go, but we are sad to see you go. But we'll see you for another seventy two hours or so. Yeah, and then we're gonna have some fun, and then maybe two or three times this year, and mm-hmm. and you know we don't know what the future holds. Yeah. But be sure to like and subscribe to the New School Project. Give us a review, five-star review on on Apple Podcast. If you liked it, share it. Any closing words, gents? Uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. Hey, thank you so much again, for coming on, Hernan. Thank you again. Yeah, we're, thanks, bro. We're happy to have you. This was a lot of fun. It's been fun. It's where, been fun. And we've had some drinks. We've had some, what is that? No, no, no. Keep going. My bad. No, I was just going to say we had some fun. You know, we had some drinks. We had some entertaining conversations. I'm sure we learned a little bit about each other's perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy thing. it's not thing. the last of it. Right. 100%. Where Any can, more to come. Just because you're in Arizona doesn't mean we're not going to be homies. Where can yeah, our viewers sure. find you, Austin Hernandez? Uh, Instagram, I guess. Instagram? Instagram, Austin Hernandez 3. What are your uh, three top passions? Three top passions? Um, I, I have to put my relationships first, dude. My relationships are the number one thing in my life. You know, I've, I've noticed as I get older, the relationships that I hold dear are the reason that I wake up every morning. You know, I wouldn't have this mindset and I wouldn't want success so badly if I, if I was alone. And I can say that pretty confidently. If I didn't have five younger siblings, I wouldn't want the same things out of life. If I didn't have, you know, a a beautiful woman that I want to support for the rest of my life, I wouldn't have the same ambitions and things. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Um, Two, I I just love being myself, man. Mm -hmm. I love being authentic. And I love when other people are authentic. And, I mean, that that's why we've been friends for so long, because you guys aren't afraid to be yourself no matter who the fuck you're in front of. Mm-hmm. And I admire that. And, like, I want that to be a part of 
my character until the day that I die. That's why I feel like you wear such dope clothing, bro. <laughs> Thanks, Straight dude. Up. And, uh, shit, number three. I, I was uh, hoping you were going to say skating. Number three. Well, sk- I guess skating could go into it, but I I, I find a real importance in, in health, man. Like, I, I really want to be physically independent when I'm 80. You know, I don't want to rely on a cane to get me around. I don't want to rely on a wheelchair to get me around. I want to put healthy things into my body and I want to do healthy things with my body and my muscles and I want to understand how my body works and how all my muscles work and how my organs work and you know feed and fine-tune accordingly based on what I what I want to do but yeah I don't know I want to I want to be healthy and I think there's like real value in being healthy and I, I just want to be physically independent when I'm old you know I want to be able to fucking do a do a round off backflip when I'm 75, bro, and it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Nope. I've seen I've seen I've seen videos of 90 year olds skating, you know, like skateboarding. Like that's fucking unheard of, dude. I want to be one of those people. I don't want to be miserable in my bed by the time I'm 90, just fucking, you know, n- not even caring if I wake up the next day. It's a sad thing to say, but you know, oh, yeah. like how many how many people nowadays are physically independent at that age? I met one. His, na- his name was Carl. Shout- shouts out to you, Carl. There you go. And you ran- know that it's not impossible. He ran the Great Wall. He had uh, two copper bracelets on each wrist. Big-ass copper bracelets. Uh, he was a scuba diver. He marathon runner. He taught at a special privilege school, not um, for the le- um, for anybody less fortunate, but um, for people that were extremely educated. And then... Uh, he literally told me, he sat on the plane next to me, and we talked for four hours. He told me that he could do 30 pull-ups, and his fucking veins on his arms looked like it. <laughs> That's all I could say. He's 77. All and right. Then, um, Austin, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We got our, uh, we got Thanks our whole for having me, man. audio production team here with us. Audio master, Jay Cotter. Also a mu- Shout out. musician. Also my fucking brother. The guy that we can have crazy friction and just still be very, very casual. Oh, yeah, brother. Um, regardless of that, uh, Jay, what do you got to say? Thanks for having me on. I mean, I don't really feel the need to completely sum everything up because I'm, I mean, I'm the audio guy. I'm going to be around. You'll see, Jay. <laughs> he'll be looking shit up. He'll be telling us facts. He'll be, he'll be uh, putting me in check. You'll see all you know that it. stuff. So uh, thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys want to check out Max's article, he's going to post it on our New School Project page. Underscore New School Project on Instagram. And then uh, we love you. Peace out.